On today's show, Locked On Sabres, we've got 22 through 24 in our Sabres money and power list and an update from the World Juniors where one Sabres prospect is really crushing it. That's ahead here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, plus a little around the NHL news. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Joe DiBiase at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter here on the show today. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. You can check us out on our YouTube channel. Be sure to like and subscribe us there, where you can watch the show uh, along as well. We have 22 through 24 on our Sabres money and power list today, the 30 individuals that have the most influence and impact on whether or not this whole ship gets turned around with the Buffalo Sabres. If you have missed the first six names, 30, Eric Portillo, 29, Seth Appert, head coach of the Rochester Americans, who will come up in our news item today. Number 28, Rasmus Asplund. Number 27, Henry Okiharyu. 26, assistant coach Matt Ellis. And number 25, first-round pick Yuri Kulich, who is at the World Juniors. We got an update on that coming your way in just a second. I do want to start today's show with a little around the NHL news that impacts the Sabres division indirectly. Nazem Kadri. We've been waiting on Nazem Kadri, one of the top free agents when free agency began now over a month ago. He had not yet signed until the last 24 hours. He has finally picked his team. What took so long? It sounded like the Islanders just couldn't free up enough money to get him signed. It sounds like Kadri was going to go to Long Island. He was going to become a New York Islander on a seven-year deal north of $7 million per year. But Lou Lamorello, Islanders GM and the organization, could not clear enough cap space to get that deal done. And finally, Kadri said, I can't wait any longer. I got to sign somewhere. So he did. And he signed with the Calgary Flames. The Flames, it makes sense for their, from their standpoint, they are going all in. They lose Johnny Goudreau. They lose Matthew Kachuk. They're forced to trade Kachuk is what I should say. They lose Goudreau, though, for nothing. And suddenly, their win-now timeline goes from 5 to 10 years with Goudreau in his 20s and Kachuk at 23, 24 years old, whatever he is, to suddenly their timeline shrinks five times because now your best players are Jonathan Huberdeau who you traded for in the Kachuk trade, and he's 30 years old. Now you bring in Kadri, who is 32 years old. I kind of respect it. Not going to lie. It's not probably what I would do. I think when you lose stars like that, the move is to rebuild. Tear it down, start over, build up the future pool, and go again. But I can respect on some level what Calgary's doing. Calgary is saying it's kind of like they lost Drury and Briere, like the Sabres did in 07. But they went out and they signed two 30-plus-year-olds that were dynamite and that can keep their Stanley Cup contention window open. And that takes courage. 
because you are depleting assets. They traded uh, a first-round pick to get Sean Monahan off their team to be able to sign Nazem Kadri, who you know is going to be an anchor for you of a contract two, three, four years from now. At 32, signing a seven-year deal, you know he's not going to be that great for you throughout the entirety of the contract. You are, you're by taking him on, you are accepting, hey, the final three, four years of this deal, we are really going to regret it. But we think we can win a Stanley Cup right now. We have got a great goaltender who's 32 years old himself and Jacob Markstrom. We've got a very good blue line that's headlined by Noah Hannafin and now Mackenzie Weger from Florida who's 28 years old. And we've got some nice skill players. Andrew Mangiapane at 26. Uh, Michael Backlund at 33. Tyler Toffoli at 30. They said, rather than tear it all down, you know what? If we add Jonathan Huberto, if we add Nazem Kadri with our goaltender, our blue line, and some of the secondary pieces we've got, we could still be a contender. Let's do it. Let's take a shot at it. It takes courage. It's not what most teams would do. But you know what? Let's go out on a limb and let's try this. On some level, I can respect it. But they've got two, three years to do this. That's it. Calgary's got two or three years to win and win big. Because a few years from now, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding for them. Now, how does this affect the Sabres division? The Flames trade a first round pick to Montreal to take on the contract of Sean Monahan. This is as big an indication as any that Montreal does not think they're going to be good this season because they just took on a expensive six point three million dollar center that just he shot. He had that hip injury a couple of years ago. He is shot. He could hardly play anymore. He spent most of last season on Calgary's fourth line, and I would expect he spends most of this year on Montreal's fourth line. They are now over the salary cap. That eliminates them from doing anything else. I can't believe that they're going to be competitive anyway. So this is just a further signal that that's going to be the case. And here's the Carey Price news. Carey Price, who's been dealing with a knee injury, He's been placed on long-term injured reserve, and the expectation is he will miss the entire 2022-23 season. So, put it in ink. Not pencil, put it in ink. That's one. That's at least one that's going to finish behind the Sabres in the Atlantic Division standings. Montreal is going to be worse than the Sabres this year. That is just a fact. They're adding Sean Monahan, and they're losing Carey Price. I cannot see, I cannot see the pathway for Montreal being good this season. They're going to be bad, and I think they're going to be really bad. Like, one of the worst teams in hockey. So, put it in ink. Montreal, dead last. I'm calling it for uh, the 2022-23 season. The Sabres will finish above them. I I think it's pretty likely. All right, we will take a timeout here, uh, and we've got one more quick Sabres update for you before we get to our money and power list. 24 23 and 22 in our top 30. Before we do that, though, a little message from the NHTCA. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting a few, putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Not nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. Not a big deal. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over anyway? Even so, and even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. 
you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Jody Biasi here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Before we get to our Sabres money and powerless, a little update on the World Juniors. I'm not watching a lot of these World Juniors. I'm watching a little bit of Czechia to get a look at Yuri Coolidge, but that's about it from my vantage point. It seems like nobody even knows that these this thing is happening. Edmonton, where the games are happening, there were literally less than 20 people in the attendance for a game the other day. They're not focusing on it. Uh, there aren't a lot of star prospects at it, but there are a few. And one for the Sabres is Yuri Coolidge, who we actually had on our Sabres money and power list at 25. He is crushing it at the World Juniors. He looks awesome. He has two goals and four assists in five games played and saw a comment from Mike Johnston of Sportsnet the other day who said Coolidge has stood out to him all throughout the tournament as someone that is just blowing by people and that the skating is astounding to him that he is just doing whatever he wants. He's going wherever he wants on the ice. And we knew about his skating, but I didn't really think of it on an elite level. So maybe we're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised by just his pure skating ability. Now, the other news on Yuri Kulich, the Sabres first round pick 28th overall from the Sam Reinhardt trade, Seth Appert, the Rochester Americans coach while on the fan in Rochester on their radio state, the radio show, he says he expects Coolidge to be in Rochester this season. And I was hoping that would happen, but wasn't betting on it. I thought he would end up either in juniors or back in Europe. But Appert says pretty confidently that he thinks that Coolidge is going to be in Rochester. And I think that'll fast track his development. And if he is close to being ready to the NHL, it sounds like he's more ready than Noah Osland is, who went 12 picks ahead of him in the first round. Then Rochester, perfect. One year in Rochester, and maybe he's even a bottom six guy for the Sabres one year from now. I'm really optimistic about Coolidge right now. His development seems to be off to a great start only a couple of months after the Sabres drafted him. So six points in five games at the World Juniors and an expectation that he will be in the AHL this season. Jump right in to our Sabres money and power list at number 24. We had Yuri Kulich at number 25. How about his partner in the first round that the Sabres took at 16 overall? Noah Oslin, the Sabres first round pick, a part of the Jack Eichel trade, and he will be a part of the Jack Eichel trade forever. And I believe that that is inherent pressure on Oslin to turn out good just to make the trade look good. Kevin Adams. He'll be judged forever on that deal, which means part of his judgment will come on. Does Noah Oslin turn into a legitimate impact player at the NHL level? I heard a rumor a while back. And like, you might think what you'll hear from a Kevin Kevin Adams or Sabres management is, well, we don't think about that, that we don't think about the Eichel trade. We don't think about whether or not we're judged on it or whatnot. They, They don't, they don't worry about it. That's what they'll say. I truly believe they're thinking about it. And I truly believe that there will be a, if, if, if it takes an extension, extenuate, uh, what do I want here? An extensive effort to get Oslin to turn out. 
they'll do it. They will exhaust all efforts to make him into a great player because they know everyone will be looking at that Eichel trade forever and they will be judging Kevin Adams as a GM based on whether or not that trade works out for him. I heard a rumor a while back while Tage Thompson was fluttering through the organization and couldn't figure things out. Eight goals at, at the NHL level, Rochester, he had the injury. He was just nowhere as a prospect through a couple of seasons in the Sabres organization. And I heard a rumor from someone in Sabres management. I don't know if it was the owners or it was a GM. Maybe it was Botcher all the time, whoever it was. Someone was making it clear to everyone on the coaching staff, everyone in the organization, make it work with Thompson. I, I do, Not caring what stage he was at, make it work. Because the organization knew that they were going to be judged, and it was an embarrassing look on them what happened with the Ryan O'Reilly trade. And there was a there was a decree sent down to whoever, the coaching staff, whoever, make it work with Thompson. That is a, that is a that is a deal breaker. You cannot be our coach, you cannot be our assistant coach, whatever. A, a job requirement for the Sabres was to make Thompson work. And I think Oslin, maybe to a lesser degree, will have that same sort of emphasis. Lesser degree because the other parts of that trade are already working in Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs. So he's maybe even a bonus right now, rather than the main piece of the trade like Thompson became. He, though, I like him as a prospect. He seems more likely to fit in as a centerman than Coolidge does. Coolidge might end up playing on the wing. Oslin, it sounds like he is a center. That's it. He is a center. Um, had a hat trick the other day in the SHL preseason uh, for your garden. He was not at the World Juniors. He's already in Sweden. Uh, I think he's a longer track development than Coolidge is. Coolidge might only be one year. I th- Maybe two. I think Oastland is two or three. Maybe they arrive at the same time. They both end up on that two-year trajectory. But I think there's a chance that Oastland plays two more years. One in Sweden, one in Rochester, and then is at the NHL level. So it could be a couple of years for him. But he was supposed to be a mid-first-round pick, maybe a little bit into the 20s. Uh, So some might have said he was a bit of a reach. And a lot of people have Coolidge ranked higher as a prospect. But... The Sabres have done pretty well with their drafting. I thought the Jack Quinn pick was terrible, and that's so far, you couldn't be better. Um, And there have been other things they've done that I've really liked. So I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. And despite the fact that there are many rankings where Coolidge is higher than Oslin, I'm willing to give the Sabres the benefit of the doubt and put Oslin one spot higher than Coolidge on our Sabres money and power list at slot number 24. When we come back, we'll have number 23. And number 22 in our Sabres money and power list. Before we do that, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs, find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can even bet. You can't do this everywhere. You can even bet on the NFL preseason. If you want to bet on the Bills in their preseason game with the Denver Broncos, you can do that at betonline, favored by six points. You can bet on Stanley Cup futures. For the Sabres, they are very low down the list, uh, plus 5,000 at last check. You could do that. Or if you're not looking to just bet, you can find reviews. You can find news on every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports like the MMA, eSports, golf, everything. BetOnline continues to be the number one top resource for all your sports wagering information. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Jody Biasi here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. 
Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Number 23 and number 22 in our Sabres Money and Power list. Number 23. Might be a name you don't know. Might be a bit of a surprise. I'm going to put an agent on this list. Craig Oster. Who? Agent from Newport Sports. He is the agent for Sabres defenseman Rasmus Dahlin. And the next big contract extension for the Sabres is Rasmus Dahlin. Now it's after, not this cup, this next offseason, the one after that. So the 2024 offseason is when this deal will happen. But the reason I'm putting Oster on this list is, one, the Sabres have had recent you know, recent failures. I don't know if I want to call them a failure, but I'm going to do it. Recent failure with getting RFAs, pending RFAs to stay. Guys that can say, hey, I'll sign with you, but I'm only going to sign a one-year deal, then I'm walking to free agency. This is what happened with Sam Reinhart. Sam Reinhart was an RFA. He absolutely told the organization, I'm not only signing a one-year deal, and then I'm walking to UFA status. All the leverage in the world, and use that leverage to get out of town and force a trade, uh, maybe not necessarily specifically to Florida, but just force a trade in general. This actually just happened with one of Craig Oster's agents. Craig Oster is the agent for Matthew Kachuk. The same thing just happened. Kachuk was an RFA for Calgary and definitely told Calgary, I'll sign a one-year deal and then I'm out of here. And what did they have to do? They had to trade him. So on a team that is yet to figure it out, and we've got a player who has taken the big step forward that he needed to take towards being an all-star level defenseman, Darlene is in year five, going into year five. He will be through year six, going into year seven when he is an RFA. And that will be very tedious. If the Sabres have not turned it around, if they have not made the playoffs in the next two seasons, if they have taken another step back, maybe they're on another head coach. You hope that doesn't happen. I'm not guessing it's going to happen. I'm thinking they figured this out. This new young core, this coach, this GM, I think this is the right recipe. But if it isn't the right recipe, Darlene could get out of town and he'll have every reason to want to do it. He'll just be the next guy, the next Reinhardt, the next Allmark, the next Eichel, the next Ristolainen, the next guy that was a key player on this team, you could debate how good they were or not, that will want to get out. The Dalian extension is big. It will be imperative that he wants to stay. His clients, again, Oster, I mentioned Kachuk, a lot of guys that have forced their way out of small markets, by the way. Eric Carlson is uh, represented by Craig Oster. There was that trade from Ottawa to San Jose. Mark Stone is Newport Sports, Craig Oster. Ottawa to Vegas. Kachuk, I just mentioned. Calgary to Florida. Kevin Fiala, Minnesota. This just happened with Fiala, RFA. And Oster is his agent. Wouldn't sign a long-term deal that they liked in Minnesota. They traded him to LA. Boom, there's the extension in a big market team. Sam Reinhart. I mentioned him. I, I forgot. He's Oster. And that just happened with the Sabres. So the Sabres just had this happen with the same agent. Mark Shifley is also represented by Oster. And there have been rumblings this offseason that he wants out of Winnipeg. So we have an agent that represents a lot of players where this exact same thing has happened. So keep an eye on the negotiations. Not this year. Probably not till next year. But I'm already thinking about it in the back of my mind what's going to go on with Darlene and Craig Oster. I have Oster of Newport Sports, Darlene's agent, 
in at number 23. How about number 22 on our Sabres money and power list? Uka Pekka Lukanen. What's interesting about the timing that I have Lukanen on these rankings, he is the second goalie on our rankings. Eric Portillo at number 30. And spoiler alert, I haven't heard me mention the name Devin Levi, so Lukanen will not be the number one goaltender on this ranking. There have been rumors about the KHL and Lukanen. Now, those have been dispelled, even maybe directly from Lukanen. There was an article in a Finnish newspaper the other day that said that the KHL rumors were bogus. But there were there have been KHL rumors. And it is a little odd that Lukanen is still not signed. The Sabres' other RFAs, who would those have been? Mid, uh, not Middlestat. Uh, well, I know, uh, oh, who are the RFAs? Jacob Bryson would have been one. Uh, I have Cap Friendly in front of me. They don't show me who was RFAs, but I know he was one of them. Uh, who else would have been an RFA? Not Bjork, not Hino Stroza, Olsen. Olsen would have been, obviously, their big RFA. Those deals were done a month ago. A month ago. Lukin is still out here unsigned. Why could that be? Maybe it's the KHL. I think that's probably unlikely. Maybe it's just a flex uh, to get leverage. I think what's probably more likely is Lukanen wants a one-way deal. And the Sabres want a two-way deal. They want him to start in Rochester. And they've actually made all their signings this offseason to point to Lukanen starting the year in Rochester. Eric Comrie on that two-year deal, $1.8 million. Craig Anderson, one-year deal, $1.5 million. They're both going to be in the NHL. So unless the Sabres plan on carrying three goaltenders, Lukanen probably doesn't get what he wants. But can he push the Sabres into a corner to where they have to give him a one-way deal. And maybe that's where the KHL comes in. If he's threatening them with, and the Sabres might be calling his bluff, he might be saying, hey, if you don't give me the one-way deal, I'm bolting. I'm going to the KHL. And the Sabres say, you want to go to Russia right now? Really? With all that's going on between Russia and Ukraine and the war in Eastern Europe right now, you want to go to Russia? Go ahead. Let's see if you do it. I wonder if that's the Sabres right now. Go ahead. Go. To, let's see. Let's see you actually do that. And... Maybe it is just a bluff by Lukanen. But I wouldn't want to test that too much. I just think I would just give it to him. I I want him in the NHL anyway. I think he should be one of their two goaltenders this season playing almost half the games. Let's find out what Ukepeka Lukanen is. Why is this such a problem? Um, But he does still need a contract. And the big question about him is, will he be in the NHL this season? I think him still being unsigned points to the Sabres want him in Rochester. Their Eric Comrie signing, the Craig Anderson return points to they want him in Rochester. Now, would they be open to him playing really well for a month and then being called up? Two months and then being called up? I think the Sabres' perfect scenario would be Comrie's pretty good. Anderson holds down the fort. Lukanen starts in Rochester, has a very strong first month or two in Rochester, and then they call him up. And then he just stays. I, I think that is the perfect scenario in the Sabres' minds. I would just call him up, but... Not the GM. Uh, Lukanen, by the way, has had, I've talked about this before on the show, he has some odd stats. He's been better at the NHL level than he has at the AHL level. At the NHL level, Lukanen has a save percentage of, where'd it go? Well, he had a 900 save percentage, uh, 917 save percentage last year for the Sabres, a 900 save percentage in Rochester, year before last. Sabres, 906 save percentage. Rochester, 888 save percentage. So back-to-back seasons in limited sample size, he has been better, even much better at the NHL level than he has in the AHL. But he's important. 
He's the number two goalie in the organization behind Devin Levi, the second most valuable goaltender, and he's going to be the first to arrive. So he could kind of push Levi out. If he develops and turns into the Sabres starting goaltender and really breaks through, Levi becomes, you know, uh, expendable. He can make Levi expendable, but he's got to do it. He's here first. That's his advantage, but he's got to do it. He's got to stay healthy. It's the biggest issue with Lukanen right now is he can't stay healthy. Every year he's getting injured. And that maybe has opened the door for Devin Levi to be the number one goalie in the Sabres organization that they value the most. So Lukanen, number 22 on our Sabres money and power list. One, because he's the number two goalie in the organization in terms of value. And two, he has a contract dispute right now with the team. And maybe he thinks he has leverage by pushing his way out. Doesn't have to go to the KHL, by the way. I mean, he could just go to Sweden. Sweden might be more sellable. If I'm if I'm Lukanen, why am I trying to push the KHL? No one thinks I'm going to Russia. Who's going to Russia right now? Sweden, though. You couldn't sell then I'll go play for uh, for Lunda. I I think that's that's the sales pitch. If I'm Lukanen to get uh, a one way contract. All right, that is it for us. We will get to the next couple on our Sabers money and power list. Twenty two through twenty four today. Lucan in 22, Craig Oster, Dalene's agent, number 23, Oslund at number 24. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports at Lockdown Sabres for the podcast account. Like and subscribe us on our YouTube channel. And thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown NHL. Lockdown NHL experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Lockdown NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. Talk to you next time here on Lockdown Sabres.